the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. As we continue this vital series on a call to holiness, consider these questions. What does it mean to live holy? How do we live holy as Christians? Why must we live holy? If we are to affect the world for the kingdom of God, we must maximize our effectiveness by meeting God's requirements for kingdom living and kingdom building. Listen closely as Pastor Rander ministers to our hearts, minds, and souls. Remember to have your Bible pen and paper handy as you will want to take notes. Look at that. Look, the word is speaking. Your iniquities, sin, separates you from God. But your iniquities have separated you from God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. And it's a, you're in a dangerous place if you're separated from God because the Lord won't hear your prayer. The Lord won't, you can play all you want, the Lord won't hear it. You can beat the drums until the drum get a hole in it. The Lord, the Lord won't hear. You can sing high soprano and go all the way down and sing basso bass or whatever you're going to do. The Lord will not hear. I want God to hear me. And all the craziness of this world, this world is too evil and Satan is too busy for my prayers not to be heard by Almighty God. Why does God hate sin? Because sin will entangle us. It will entangle us. Second Peter chapter 2 verses 20 through 21 says, for if after they have escaped the pollutions of, of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome. The latter end is worse for them than the beginning. Verse 21. And it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. Now, uh, this refers to false teachers, and they're all over the place, who had the knowledge of Christ. These false teachers during Peter's time, they professed Christ, but they had no relationship with him. You see, uh, they, had the, they had knowledge of Christ. They professed Christ without a relationship with him, which caused them to be overcome by sin, sinking them even further back into the pollution of this world. These false teachers also understood the truth, but still turned away from it, which was a far greater judgment than those who had never heard the gospel. This also can refer to believers who were delivered from the bondage of sin, but relapsed and became more entangled and enslaved in it, which result which resulted in their latter state being worse than their beginning. It would have been better to never have known the gospel than to have known it only to return to the filth of this world system. Why does God hate sin? Unconfessed sin will eventually expose us. It will eventually expose us. Numbers 32, uh, 23b says, be sure your sins will find you out. That's why you need to go and repent. 
confess up, get clean before God. Even if folk know stuff on you, listen, God will take care of that. Be sure your sin will find you out. You get right before God and God will take care of all those other sideline issues. You be right before him. Don't worry about people. Don't worry about what they say. Don't worry about what they're going to do. Don't worry about any of those things. Unconfessed sin will eventually uh, expose us. And some folk don't confess until they get caught. But it's a wonderful thing when you can confess before you get caught. Unconfessed sin will eventually expose us. You may be doing some things your mother don't know, your father don't know, your husband don't know, your wife doesn't, do not know, but God knows. And he knows how to shout it from the rooftop. That's right. So you better humble yourself. Let me just put it like this. If you fail to humble yourself, God will humble you. And he knows how to humble you to the point of humiliation. Why does God hate, hate sin? God hates sin because it will eventually destroy us. Romans 6, 23a says, for the wages, you know what wages mean? Payment. For the payment of sin is death. Sin always pays its wages. For the wages of sin is death. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 20a also says, the soul who sins shall die. Sin will kill you. My friend, Satan glamorizes sin, makes it look pretty all and, and do it all up and fancy it all up and, and make it glitter and shine. Uh, Satan knows how to do that, but he never reveals the backside of sin. He never reveals the ruins of sin, the ravages of sin, the destructiveness of sin to which it culminates. See, you see, sin results in physical death. You can sin yourself to death. Some uh, some have a premature death because of sin. You could have lived longer, but because you were such a sinner, you died and didn't live your normal lifestyle. God had to take you out of here because you were messing up your family, messing up the church, and you were just wreaking havoc everywhere you were. Plus, I got to take that rascal out of here. He's too much. You out of here. God knows how to dismiss you. Sin results in physical death. Premature death and even worse, worse, spiritual death. Spiritual death. Spiritual death is to be separated from God throughout the eternal ages with no hope of salvation, no hope of deliverance in the lake of fire, burning and never being consumed. Always. That's a terrible death. To be separated eternally from God is called spiritual death. Why does God hate sin? Well, let me just transition to this now. I give you, I've given you uh, what happens when you hate, why does God hate sin? Now let me transition back to number five. When you have an inward desire to live holy, you will pursue it. When you have an inward desire to live holy, you will pursue it. Hebrews 12, 14 says, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. In other words, to pursue holiness is to be on a quest for it. Pursuing holiness is an ongoing process. It's, it's It's a lifetime pursuit that must be desired by every Christian. If you don't desire to live holy, then you won't live holy. Do you desire to live holy? Because if you don't desire to live holy, you will not live holy. There must also be a spiritual policing 
of ourselves if we desire to live holy. You can have all the accountability you have. You can have four people, five people, ten people that you're accountable to. But but excuse me, those folks don't go to bed with you. They don't rise up with you and they can't be with you 24-7. If you don't police yourself, listen, no one can keep you in check 100% of the time. You play games on anybody. Psalms 139, 23 and 24 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. I love this. And see if there is any wicked way in me. Not everybody else. Some people are good at pointing everybody else's sin out. Listen, I got so many issues on my own. I don't have time to be looking at you. That's right. I'm pointing at you and five or six fingers coming right back at me. It's not my mother, not my father, but it's me, oh Lord. I'm in prayer. I need the Lord. I don't have time to be set, be talking about you and, 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 and trying to expose your stuff. I got another issues of my own. It's going to take a lifetime to deal with me. Let me tell you something. Every one of you under my voice, you are under spiritual construction. Do you hear what I just said? You are under spiritual construction. You're going to be under spiritual construction until you close your eyes in death. And God wants you to be growing in the process, in the grace and knowledge of our Lord. And see if there is any wicked way in me. And let me tell you something. If you tell if you tell him to search you, he will search you and he will expose you. Matter of fact, he'll show you more than you knew you had. More than what you knew. Than you thought you had. <laughs> you see, all of us have some wicked ways. We sin by word, we sin by thought, and we sin by deed. Number six, you cannot live holy unless you ask the Lord to help you to say no to sinful people. You cannot live holy unless you ask the Lord to help you to say no to sinful people, to say no to the devil, to say no to temptation, to say no to sin. To say no to your fleshly appetites and, and impulses. James 4, 7 says, therefore submit to God. You got to be uh, in sync with God, close to God, submitting to him and his word. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You can't resist the devil being distant from God or living in sin. Only when you say yes to Jesus and embrace his word can you say no to temptation. The word of God empowers us and will give us the boldness to say no without wavering. How many of us could have saved ourselves a whole lot of trouble if we would have said that two letter word called what? No. Say no. No. That's right. That's right. Look at your neighbor and tell them no. No. That's right. Yeah. No. No. Some of y'all say you can't be a yes man. And a yes woman and please God. Well, everybody like me. The scripture says, woe be unto you when all men speak well of you. That's right. Matter of fact, your holy life will convict other folk and they don't want to deal with you. You see, no. Talking about if you, if you, if you love me, you'll lay with me. No. 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 Cheat on your taxes. No. Look at pornography. No! Gossip. No! Backbang. No! Slander. No! Hating folk. That's another race of another race. No! Getting even. No! A thousand times no. Say no. no. Say, say a little bit louder. No! 
and you got to love God, love his word, embrace his word, and he will enable you to say, no, God Almighty. Number seven, if you desire to live holy, you must choose to be a person of integrity. If you desire to live holy, you must choose, say choose, to be a person of integrity. That's a choice. You have to choose that. I want to be a person of integrity. Well, if you want to be a person of integrity, let me define it for you. I don't want you to leave here cloudy. What is integrity? This is a person who is the same in the dark as he is in the light. Okay. I didn't give you a thousand word definition. <laughs> let me reiterate it. This is a person who is the same in the dark as he is in the light. Let me give you some more so you can, you can hold on to it. He possesses character. He or she possesses character in his or her public life as well as in his or her private life. You got character in the dark, character when you're in the dorm. You have character when you're on business in another state and your wife is back at home. You're in the military. You are wherever you are. You are, you have character everywhere you lay your head if you married. Is your marriage bed? You look at it. I didn't get any amens. <laughs> what are y'all doing out there? Sinning in the name of corporate work? He possesses character in his public life as well as in his private life. A person of integrity, he's honest. He's upright. A person of, a person of integrity is just. A person of integrity is an honorable person. A person of integrity is straight. They, they're not crooked. A person of integrity, they are ethical. A person of integrity, they're not careless. A person of integrity, they're trustworthy. When they tell you they're going to do something, you can take it to the bank. They never say something and they let you down. If they can't do it or something come up, they let you know. They're honest. They don't play games. A, a person of integrity is morally sound. Morally sound. A person of integrity is clean. When you're dirty, it, when your life is dirty, your mouth is dirty. Your heart is dirty. Uh, your words are dirty. Your, your lifestyle is dirty. You're clean. A person of integrity is right-minded. You, you, your, your thinking is right in decisions, whether it's about money, finances, dating, career, people, relationships, decisions, on and on. You are right minded. You know, a person of integrity, they are safe. Say safe. They can tell you things or you can know things in private about them. And even when the dynamics of that relationship change, they won't put your business in the streets. That's a person of integrity. It's safe. Or they can fight with you about an issue. You don't say, you don't call up your, your neighbor, text for, get on the email. Guess what? She's doing all that in the church. You don't know what you, you don't need to hear her sing anymore. She's singing a lie. And she, you put her business in the street and God's going to whoop your socks off. <laughs> Never, listen to me closely. Never break confidentiality. Okay. Did you hear what I said? Never. It is of the devil. 
It is of the devil. Don't hurt people that way. Psalms 25, 21 says, let integrity and uprightness preserve me for I wait on you. Proverbs 10, 9 says, he who walks with integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his way will become known. Proverbs eleven three also says, the integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. Let me, let me, let me give you a few other things about integrity. If you are a person of integrity, you will learn to wait on the Lord, which will preserve your integrity. That's right. You, you, you won't sleep around when you're not married and, and while you're dating. In other words, an inability, it is an inability uh, to wait. An inability to wait will cause you to act out of the flesh, move on your emotions, moving ahead of God, leaving room for Satan to work and wreak havoc all in your life and destroy your character simply because you could not wait on the Lord. I've said this time and time again. There are people come in my office asking me, you know, should I do this or should I not? And I tell them, look, that's obvious. Don't do it. They say, why? Because it says it right here in black and white in the Bible. And they go on out and don't. My counselors just counsel. They go on out and do what they want. And they come back with tears lapping around the chin. They say, why did I listen to you? I say, I can't make you do anything. You grown. You want to learn your lessons the hard way? That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. I, I, I've, I've had many people said to say to me, they regretted not waiting on the Lord. But I've never had one person in uh, 33 years of pastoring to say, you know, I waited on the Lord for this or that, and I regretted waiting on him. God makes things beautiful in his time. Psalms 25, 21 says, let Integrity and uprightness preserve me. Underline this for I wait for you. You know why you can't wait? You want what you want when you want it. You want it right now. It's not moving fast enough. You seen everybody else going on. It's happening in everybody else's life. And with God, you still, I'm 40 years old and I'm not married yet. Some folk wish they could be single at 40. <laughs> <laughs> For I wait for you. You need to underline that. That is, that, that, that is, that is a monumental importance. For I wait for you. I, I don't understand, but I'm awake. Lord, it seems like it's taking you a long time to work this out, but I'm awake. God is not bound by your time. Amen. Couple more and I'll be done about this integrity business. Listen, if you are a person of integrity, you are ever aware that the Lord is listening to you. You're ever so aware that God is watching you and knows the intent of your heart. Therefore, you must guard yourself because nothing goes unnoticed before an all seeing God. If you're a person of integrity, you are ever so aware that the Lord is listening, watching and knows the intent of your heart. Therefore, you you guard yourself because nothing goes unnoticed by an all-seeing God. Let me give you a scripture on that. I'm gonna give you a big fat scripture. Don't you better write? You better take it, like you tell your child. Don't you? Don't you? Don't you throw this out? I'm gonna come after you. You 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 write you write this scripture down. You need it. It's gonna keep you safe. You say, what is that scripture? Oh wow! I'm gonna give it to you. Proverbs fifteen three. It says, the eyes of the Lord 
are in every place, keep keeping watch over the evil and the good. I say it again. The eyes of the Lord are in what? Yeah, that's in that hotel room. That's in the strip bar. That, that's when you're peeking at something on that cell phone you shouldn't be looking at. Some of y'all think, y'all messing around. Y'all think God put blinders on and can't see. If you just come to your senses and say, you know, Lord's looking at me, you put your clothes back on. <laughs> the eyes of the Lord are in every place. You know what every place means? It's in, in the dark, in the light, in the corner, in the bathroom, in the hotel, out of town. You'd be in Russia somewhere. God sees you. And he, 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 he sees what is good that you do, the good that you do, and the evil that you do. Then finally, listen, a person of integrity must always be dependent on the Holy Spirit for guidance. A person of integrity must always be dependent on the Holy Spirit for guidance. John 16, 13a says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Let the Holy Ghost lead you. I like that song. Let the Holy Ghost lead you all the way from earth to heaven. Let the Holy Ghost lead you all the way. He led my mama. He led my mama. He led my mama all the way, all the way from earth to heaven. He led my mama all the way. I tell you something else about the Holy Ghost. He's a mighty good leader. Anybody know that? He's a mighty good leader. He's a mighty good leader all the way from earth to heaven. The Holy Spirit is a mighty good leader. I like the old song that says, just keep on praying. Just keep on praying in the Spirit, depending on the Spirit, and He will take you safely home. In closing, which path in this life are you on? Think about that. Which path in this life are you on? Either you are on the path of unrighteousness that leads to hell, or you are on the path of righteousness that leads to heaven. Matthew 7, 13 through 14 says, you, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gates is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway of life is narrow and the road is difficult and only a few find it. Which path in life are you on? I love that old hymn that says, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Though no one join me, still I will follow. Though no one join me, still I will follow. Though no one join me, still I will follow. No turning back. No turning back. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. No turning back. No turning back. Again, I ask you the question. Which path are you on? Your final destination is based on your response to the gospel of Christ in this life. Which path in life are you on? Is, is it the path of unrighteousness that leads to hell? Or is it the path of righteousness that leads to heaven? You either on a righteous path or on an unrighteous path. 
And they both have indeed a final destination. One horrible and one sweet and good. And all God's children said, let's pray. And Father, we thank you for the message. We heard a lot in this time. And I pray, Father, that people be still doing the invitation because somebody's making a decision to come to Jesus. Lord, people need the Lord. Lord, I pray that you break hearts, that you break people, that people would mourn over their sins, that people would say, enough is enough. I'm coming to Jesus now. I pray. Oh God, that people not sit in that seat, that men, women, boys and girls, daddies and mommies, uh, families, singles and adults and widows and widowers, look at, look at God move, uh, would come and receive the Lord right now. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And all God's children say it. As we choose to live holy each day of our lives, Satan will seek to destroy us and our testimony. That's his goal. We have a goal too, to lean on the everlasting arms of Jesus and finish well. As we live for our Lord and Savior, though we are weak, we become strong. Why? Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.